Hey there, pilgrims. Welcome back to The Pill. On this week's Dose, we start off with a discussion on Axoft, which just raised an $8 million seed round as the company looks to start clinically testing a brain implant that can help treat neurological conditions. Super impressive. Next, we'll talk about Vincere Health, another startup that is helping hard-to-reach segments of the United States healthcare landscape quit smoking and vaping fresh off a $1.75 million seed round. Yeah, and then you'll hear about Jasper AI and their $125 million Series A led by Insight Partners. Stick with us to hear the story of how they have grown to over 70,000 paying subscribers in less than two years. And to wrap up this week, we will tell you all about Polywork, the company building a professional network designed for multi-hyphenates, our new favorite term, or more simply put, folks with side hustles and projects outside of the 9 to 5, and they just raised a $28 million Series B led by Caffeinated Capital. Shout out to all the multi-hyphenates out there. So a loaded dose on the docket for today. Let's dive right into it. You see here, kid? You gotta just go for it. Don't think about what comes after or what came before. You just gotta bend your knees, take a deep breath, and jump. This is Venture Pill, your weekly dose of startups and venture capital. We break down recent startups in the news and interview founders and investors to help you stay informed in the evolving world of venture. Okay, first story on this week's dose is Axoft, which just raised an $8 million seed round led by The Engine with participation from Decent Capital, Alumni Ventures, Blind Spot Ventures, and many more. The company aims to use soft, flexible materials to develop brain implant technology that can treat neurological conditions such as cerebral palsy, epilepsy, paralysis, and others. And so basically the implant mimics the soft tissues of the brain which surround it while still staying resilient enough against the hard conditions of the brain. Yeah, super cool. And when the CEO, Paul LaFlock, was a Harvard PhD student back in 2016, he was studying mechanical engineering and material science, he became fascinated with new types of soft polymers that had the potential to be used in bioelectronic systems like the brain. Shortly thereafter, he and a small team of researchers developed what became the basis for Axoff's implant today. They then discovered that the soft polymer enabled brains to connect to thousands more neurons than current technology, which vastly expands the possibilities of what brain implants could do down the line. And according to Paul, the company's biggest differentiator compared to others in the space is the materials that they use. And quickly to note, it's actually an increasingly more crowded space. Obviously, a lot of us have heard about Neuralink, which is Elon Musk's venture in a similar you know, brain implant chip. Um, and I think with some of the traction that we're seeing, there continues to be more companies flocking to developing these brain implants that... A, you know, help with some of these neurological conditions like cerebral palsy and paralysis, and also look into kind of untapping some of the potentials of the brain, which is, you know, you can't help but think like the movie Limitless or something like the endless possibilities that could be unlocked here. And I think my mind, as well as many of you listeners out there might be thinking like, this is a scary technology too. Like, imagine where this could go as technology 
continues to become more and more intertwined with our bodies. Now we are wearing technology. We have phones on us at all times. That continues to become more integrated. Of course, there are benefits to technology like that that can help people with diseases and conditions, but there are also negative effects to consider. So it's a fascinating topic um, and really cool to see a new technology like this um, taking a different approach from a material standpoint. So that brings us to kind of the problem here, which is that people's brains aren't meant to have silicon chips implanted inside, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> the immune system is quick to react uh, when a foreign object is in there, and over time, scar tissues form around it, leading to decreased functionality of that implant. So that's going to be their main differentiator. Right. Well said. And I think on top of the decreased chip functionality, I think there's also it just opens the door to so many complications in the brain down the line. You know, it's certainly not an area you want to be experimenting with too much. To address that problem, Axoft has created an implant that uses a soft polymer that avoids scar tissue from forming. And this implant device has actually received breakthrough device designation which will expedite its regulatory approval process with the Food and Drug Administration. So, Breakthrough device designation. That Talk about BDD, am I right? <laughs> um, yeah, certainly an indicator of you know, promise with this solution that Axsoft is working on. Yeah, and so for their next steps with this influx of capital, they will start moving implants into preclinical testing on animals, and one of the company's first targets eventually will be implants for pediatric patients with cerebral palsy. So a really cool place to start, and I'm sure plenty of applications as you describe some of the disorders, they will be targeting a, a lot of opportunity there. So super cool technology. We, we are excited to keep tabs on this one, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, truly a remarkable mission with Axoft, and I like the fact that they're taking on the challenge of starting with pediatric brains because it's one thing to start with a fully developed mature brain but to be able to conquer this technology in a still developing pediatric brain is a whole nother level and if they're able to do that successfully then truly the potential with this kind of product is unlimited for our second story of this week's dose we have vincier health which just announced a 1.75 million dollar seed round led by inception health which is the innovation arm of the Frodert and the Medical College in Wisconsin Health Network, with participation from Bright Edge, which is the venture capital arm of the American Cancer Society, as well as participation from existing specialist healthcare investors like 630 Ventures, Flare Capital, and Trevor Fetter. So really just chock full of strategic partnerships and investors there on the cap table. Yeah, it's not always that you have a company that fits the bill for your typical A16Z, Sequoia, Bessemer, whatever, like we do often cover on this show. But I think it's cool to note, like, the American Cancer Society has their own VC arm. Like, that's super cool. I didn't really know that before. But you see a lot of corporations, organizations have a venture arm to continue to innovate and invest in new startups that will help their broader mission. So that's really cool. Um, Vincier has developed an expertise in activating, engaging, and driving objectively measurable outcomes in smoking cessation, or quitting smoking, in some of the hardest-to-reach populations in U.S. healthcare. Think about low-income individuals in remote rural settings and across minority populations. And 
It's shown in the numbers so far for Vincere. Over 75% of the population they have treated have been Medicaid members. And among the population, they have achieved an incredible quit rate above 40% on average. That's awesome. That's truly incredible to hear those early numbers. A little bit more on the platform. So the service is actually sold to other businesses to be provided as a benefit for their employees. And maybe I think there's potential down the line for this to be sold to individuals directly as well. But I think based off the website that we dug around a little bit, it's mostly a business-to-business platform. Yeah, and this platform provides each member or each employee of the companies that they're selling to with support, technology, and timely financial incentives. So we're going to break each of those down a little bit here. Right, so they have a mobile app and breath sensor that they send you which allows for frequent tracking, biofeedback, and also ensures a sense of accountability in the user. Yeah, and building on that, the financial incentives are huge. So incentives raise engagement and cessation by three times, they've cited. And the average employee, they said, is paid $110 for healthy behavior. So they're not only building a healthy habit, but they're earning some money along the way. And I'm sure those go hand in hand. Right. And on top of that, they also have dedicated health coaches, so specialists that are readily available via text message or phone, uh, you know, whenever the user may need it. If they're struggling mightily with their tobacco withdrawals or any problems that may come up along the way, they've got support constantly. So it's a really interesting approach to fighting addiction in one of the largest addictions in the world, I, I think, is to tobacco, and, and the rise of vaping is certainly prominent. Um, even with young kids, it's it's crazy out there. So I imagine maybe they will even expand into focusing on teens, you know, folks in high school and young kids growing up who need this probably more than more than adults, I hate to say. Yeah, no, you're spot on there. I mean, it's certainly a rising epidemic and something that's been a trend that's been brewing for quite a little while now. It's definitely quite, you know, disheartening to see it continue to grow. And yeah, I love that use case for this. And again, this is a very early, they're in their seed stage company. So a lot of room to take this one down the line, but excited to be following along and seeing them continue to, you know, help people get off their tobacco addictions. Yeah. You can't help but root for a company with a mission like that. And, uh, you know, the website was slightly vague, so they're probably still in, like you said, the early stages. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how they develop and deploy and, and ultimately sign up some companies. That, that B2B model will be interesting. So yeah, we'll, we'll keep you guys updated on that. Our next company of the day, our third of this week's dose, is Jasper, which just raised a $125 million Series A at a $1.5 billion valuation. That was led by Insight Partners. The round also included participation from other notable names in VC like KOTU, Bessemer, and many more. And so Jasper is an AI, or artificial intelligence, Chrome extension tool that helps people and companies create content quickly and easily like never before. So the company was founded by John Philip Morgan. Uh, No, not that JP Morgan that we're all thinking about as well as Chris Hull and Dave Rogenmoser back in 2021 after they were all accepted to Y Combinator. So they had been searching for the right idea for their startup, and after several ventures relating to marketing as well as advertising, they readjusted and set their sights on software as a service, but didn't quite yet know exactly what it would be. 
Yeah, they had toyed around with different ideas and they wanted to build something scalable. So, of course, SaaS came to mind. Um, if you want to read the whole story from Dave, uh, one of the founders, he wrote a really cool Twitter thread. This is how we heard about it. It's linked in the show notes. So I, I suggest you check it out either while you're listening or after. He included a screenshot of the original text he sent to JP and his co-founders that sparked the idea. So I wanted to highlight that. He basically said, hey, we should use GPT-3, which if you don't know, that's like a text writing artificial intelligence tool. And he said we should use this technology to help companies and people write better converting Facebook ads. And they would call this tool conversion.ai. So they launched conversion.ai back in January 2021 and eventually elected to change the name to Jarvis. Um, but actually, funny enough, they quickly got contacted by Marvel because of some copyright infringement there, you know, referring to Jarvis from Iron Man. So they promptly evolved their name to Jasper AI, which is what it is today. And so what initially started out as a way to help people write better Facebook ads quickly evolved into one of the fastest growing startups of all time. And it still seems like they're only just getting started. Yeah, seriously, they've gone just a short 20 months since January of 2021. And since launch, they've seen incredible growth. We wanted to highlight a few stats. This is also from his thread. So you'll find that they've signed up over 70,000 paying subscribers. In a four-day span, they added $3.6 million in annual recurring revenue, which is just ridiculous. $3.6 million in ARR, that's like a like a thirty, like that's a thirty to fifty million dollar company by itself, right there, which is which is crazy, um, and just funny enough, one of their customers or even maybe several of their customers got Jasper tattoos, so they've got this craze. They're riding this trend, and it's been an incredible ride for them. I don't think they could have ever expected. Yeah, there's no stronger vote of confidence than getting a tattoo of the company that you're using. Um, so certainly an indicator of sorts there. Yeah, I wonder we could build a venture fund around does, you know, just the simple question, does anyone, any of your customers have a tattoo of your logo? <laughs> if yes, we will invest. If no, <laughs> see you later. <laughs> That's how the top funds are built. The tattoo index. <laughs> nice. Um, and so, but moving forward, now they have a clear vision for building an AI content platform that gives superpowers to every employee at every company on earth and even Mars when we get there. And so Jasper has been used to help companies scale their content strategies, which is certainly a trend we've seen picking up lately, as well as help people write and illustrate children's books. Yeah, and there's plenty of other examples. We highlight a couple more. They've helped non-native speakers communicate their ideas more effectively. They've even helped people to develop daily writing habits. And so this tool can be used in so many different ways. Um, like we mentioned, beyond their original use case of writing better Facebook ads, um, there's plenty of companies using this in plenty of different applications. So it's a really cool tool. And if you've seen, if you're on Twitter, or if you're not, we'll just tell you, you know, what used to be all the craze was Web3 and crypto. And I think now it's largely shift, shifted to artificial intelligence, AI, with the with the rise in G GPT-3, with uh, these new tools that can create AI imagery and deep fakes, and all this stuff is really cool. And, and again, going back to the brain implants, kind of a scary technology too. But mostly, I think with this one, it's just a really great tool that helps people write much more quickly, much more effectively. 
And I think this is a really cool case study on a company or a product that starts with one idea or one product and eventually over time realize that there are so many more functionalities and use cases for their product and quickly expands into you know, a, a beast that just keeps on growing. And I think a key differentiator here is really just the versatility, which you just highlighted, Sam, but all the different ways people are leveraging this tool and this technology for a vast array of different outcomes. Yeah, and somehow we forgot to mention this, but this is an Austin-based company. So another big one coming out of Austin. Uh, Dave and any of the founders, if you're listening, we'd absolutely love to have you on the show and tell the story and maybe hear a little bit more about why you chose Austin. But just quickly wanted to mention that. So we'll be rooting for these guys for sure and love to see them representing Austin with a big round there and unicorn status. Okay, our last company of today is Polywork, which just announced a $28 million Series B led by Nat Friedman, the former GitHub CEO, and Caffeinated Capital. This round included participation from a who's who of investors in the VC world and the broader tech landscape, to name a few, Andreessen Horowitz, the founders of Stripe, Lyft, and Clubhouse, and many, many more, and also Baron Davis, which was <laughs> just awesome to see an athlete, and we know he's a prominent venture investor as well. So Polywork is building a new age professional network that's designed to meet the needs of folks that are looking to connect outside of the traditional nine to five. And again, we've covered this before, but with the rise of the pandemic, we've seen so many people leaving the conventional nine to five and finding side hustles. So I think Polywork addresses that growing crowd. Yeah. And so this platform allows individuals, honestly, like like us, we have you know this side hustle, this project. This is not our full time gig, believe it or not. Okay. <laughs> um, it helps people like us who have some sort of side project or side hustle or even building a business to connect with other folks, like minded individuals. And the way they deemed this, as you heard in the intro, was calling these types of people multi hyphenates which just means people with a bunch of job titles. And so getting away from LinkedIn, which is one job title, maybe two, but really it's one job title, it's your nine to five, and, and that they believe is an archaic kind of way of doing a professional network. Yeah, I love the term multi-hyphenates. And again, I think people increasingly wear more hats these days and one job description doesn't fit all. And so for some use cases for this kind of product, uh, think about co-founders or collaboration opportunities or in our lens, if we're trying to look for podcast guests, or on the other side of things, if someone is an entrepreneur looking to get on a podcast, they could leverage this kind of tool, as well as investors and, I mean, really endless possibilities. Yeah. And so with this funding, the company's really going to look to accelerate growth. And we know this is going to be a challenge in a space that it is largely dominated by LinkedIn. And honestly, the other social medias like Twitter is often used in our world at least, uh, in a professional sense sometimes. Uh, so they have a lot of work to do to climb that mountain, but you never count out a startup with a, with a hungry attitude, right? Exactly, never. And they're actually approaching this competition by developing a new product that you don't see as frequently on LinkedIn. I think you, you can kind of find it on Twitter, but the new product is called Clubs. And these are essentially dedicated group spaces that are designed to drive collaboration amongst professionals based on their passions. Yeah, exactly. So these clubs are designed for meaningful connection with actually they have moderators facilitating group collaboration. Um, so there's a more activity involved than just a passive group that you might join on Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter. Um, 
And these groups are curated to combine specific interests and expertise. So people are vetted through badge-based entry and proof of experience. Yeah, so overall, this company has some incredible investors on their side. But again, this is no easy task to build a new social professional network. As we know, and we've discussed at length on the show, networks are tricky and tough to scale and tough to build. So they've got a long road ahead of them, but they're off to a good start. Definitely. Um, And we wanted to note that this target market could lend itself nicely to a well-functioning network that grows organically. You know, think about folks that are typically high achievers, these multi-hyphenates. They're typically as well digitally savvy and they live online. So they're open to this type of thing. And maybe the problem is big enough for them to jump ship from a LinkedIn and just completely take on the multi-hyphenate lifestyle. (laughs) Um, So we're certainly excited to try it out. I think we're going to try to get on the wait list. It's currently a wait list or an invite only type thing uh, as they continue to build it out. But as we said, great backing um, on the cap table and a, a really cool idea. I don't think being executed by anybody else. So we're really excited to see how they do and uh, hope hope to see you on there. I mean, having a wait list is always a good sign. And hopefully we can source some more podcast guests through Polywork. Yeah, and that wraps up this week's dose. We appreciate you listening. Make sure to stick with us. Next couple of weeks, we have some interesting interviews on the docket. We're really excited to record and share with you guys coming up here soon. So make sure to tune in and have a good one. Thanks for listening as always. Much love to our loyal pilgrims out there. Take care. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another dose of startups and venture capital. And as always, we appreciate our pilgrims spreading the word about the show. Share with your friends and help someone else make the pilgrimage. See you next time. She told me that she only bumps my music when she's lonely. Thinks my vibe's a little low-key, okie-dokie. That's alright, but...